This is Jason Holleran. I proudly served for 33 years, culminating as the Deputy Commandant at West Point. Put this on your calendar. World War II weekend inside Old Bethpage Village Restoration on Long Island. Scores of operational vintage armor in formation May 18th and 19th. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman invites you to join him in saluting America's greatest generation and all those who have worn the uniform in defense of our freedoms. That's May 18th and 19th, presented by the Museum of American Armor. You're commuting home with Cats at Night. Now, here's John Katsimatidis on 77 WABC. Welcome back to the John Katsimatidis Cats at Night show. Crime here in New York City, it continues to get out of control. Specifically, subway crime, it's up almost 40%. There's now a viral video of police officers being attacked in Harlem while they're trying to make an arrest. And people are just feeling that they're not safe anymore. On the line with us right now is Ricky Kleeman. She's a legal analyst for CBS News, and you've probably seen her on many networks. I remember, I think I remember seeing you first with the O.J. Simpson trial. Welcome back to Cats at Night, Ricky Kleeman. Thank you so much. It's good to be back. Uh, Tell us, uh, the city is getting to be out of control. There are people being mugged, there are people being thrown down subway stairs. Give us your opinion. And in good areas. Well, I think that the distinction is, in fact, that we used to hear about crime being in areas that perhaps did not touch us. And what we forget is that there are five boroughs in the city of New York and that each one of them is a part of New York City. So you can't simply hear about statistics in the Bronx and live in Manhattan and say, oh, well, that's the Bronx. It's not going to happen here. What's happened, as we know, in Manhattan is that although the crime is sporadic, It is the type of crime that makes people very fearful. And when you have the perception of fear, you have the reality of fear. They become equal. So when you hear about uh, gunshots or a gun battle being waged on Sunday afternoon at 5 o'clock near St. Patrick's Cathedral, or you hear about an assault, whether it be by a knife or a gun in Times Square, or you hear about a woman at about 11 o'clock in the morning walking on Madison Avenue and 52nd Street, which, uh, as many of us on this call and many of your listeners know, is uh, very close to uh, a fabulous restaurant called Fresco's, where you would walk there and not have a second thought in the world, and then you hear about someone being assaulted. Those are the kinds of things that make us fearful. Uh, John, I've shared with you and uh, with other people that uh, a couple of months back, I was walking um, pretty nondescript. I was in my jogging clothes with a a jacket, a hat, uh, sneakers, uh, no jewelry, and I was doing a power walk on 3rd Avenue at 56th Street uh, when I was accosted. um, I guess the word would be assaulted, but I'm going to call it accosted because I was lucky enough that I didn't get uh, hurt, where uh, a young man uh, walking the opposite direction, there were plenty of traffic, pedestrians, plenty of traffic on 3rd Avenue, very busy time of the morning, 11 a.m., and I got thrown against a scaffold, spun around, and he spit all over my face. And it must have taken a nanosecond. And the only reaction I had in my head was, 
Thank goodness he didn't have a box cutter. Thank goodness he didn't have a knife. And I had a lovely good Samaritan who uh, walked with me for about a block, gave me a handkerchief uh, to wipe off the spit and said the right thing. He said, you know, you really need to get a COVID test. And then, of course, you get the shock of what just happened to you. Well, it's 11 a.m. And as I say, I was one of the lucky ones. Um, The idea that People like me who have lived in cities all their lives. I've lived in Chicago. I grew up there. I was taking the subway uh, at the age of 12 to go downtown for voice lessons and dancing lessons and acting lessons. And uh, you could do that in my era. A parent was able to allow a 12-year-old child uh, to go on the subway. I mean, as an older woman now, um, I mean, I'm afraid. And I think that there are plenty of people who are now afraid. Afraid. And that fear becomes the reality of fear. What do you think, um, Ricky Kleeman, the, uh, the mayor and uh, Governor uh, Hochul, they put out a notice about safe zones in Times Square and other areas, you know, no guns. That's what they put up like signs. But there's a lot of criticism saying that's simply not enough, that criminals aren't going to see these signs and say, oh, I guess I shouldn't have my gun here, that we really need to get to the crux of the problem and keep the criminals behind bars where they belong. Well, certainly you cannot enforce a gun-free zone um, in a place like Times Square unless you're going to have magnetometers at any possible entrance to Times Square. I mean, it's impossible to enforce a gun-free zone in an open area like Times Square. How, How are you going to stop someone who is carrying a gun five blocks from Times Square Uh, And carrying it legally. How are you going to say, well, they can't carry it if they go into Times Square, let alone someone who is carrying illegally? One of the things we do know is that most of the crimes concerning gun violence in uh, the city of New York are not committed by people who legally own a firearm. They're committed by people who are bringing uh, or receiving uh, illegal guns uh, in the city of New York. Uh, And we have to have an ability to take people who repeatedly, one time after another time after another time, commit crimes that are considered crimes of violence, and I consider any kind of an assault a crime of violence, Mm -hmm. those people have got to be put behind bars. You know, there is a point where we say there are people who are just bad people and that there are some people who really should not be in society. And when you have lawlessness, even at the smallest level, the ones we say, well, it's not hurting a person. So you have someone who is going into a Dwayne Reed or a CVS, a Walgreens, who is uh, doing shoplifting time after time. And do we have to open up the papers every day and see someone's been arrested 26 times, 42 times, over 100 times, and they go through the revolving door? And, and Ricky, what, I, what, what we talked about, eight and a half million New Yorkers deserve, mm-hmm. deserve to be safe. We don't mind paying the taxes, but we deserve to be safe. And- well, we deserve to be safe, John. And as my husband is uh, want to say, <clears throat> the first obligation of government has to do with ensuring public safety. And it's the old story. You know, they used to say, if you build it, they will come. Well, the truth is, if you make it safe, they will come. 
you, if you have a safe city like we achieved uh, through the work of the police department, uh, but when my husband was police commissioner back in 94 to 96, under the imprimatur of Rudy Giuliani at his best time uh, as the mayor of New York back in the day, that what, when you achieve that level of safety, tourism blossomed. And people love to be able to be in New York City because they're I agree. Safe. And and what the, the current police commissioner has said to us is three thousand violent criminals. At least those people should be put away, because if well, we got rid of the three thousand violent criminals, the city mean you can walk around the city we, again. We can't continue to be the only state in the country that doesn't allow judges to use their discretion, their common sense to keep violent criminals behind bars. But thank you so much, Ricky Kleeman. We have to go to we a hard to break. We have to take a hard break. And uh, thank you so much for coming on. And we'll and we'll be talking to you again real soon. Okay, great. Thank, thank you so much. Uh, and uh, Lou Dobbs, I understand, is coming on. Let's put Lou Dobbs on. 